When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this episode of Bantam Elk Podcast, we're back around the Dejeric table with two new guests and four new questions. Intro music. I like when our guests bob their head along to my to our theme music. It, it makes it definitely makes Nick, my other co-host, very excited about that. So welcome everybody. Um, today, I will say this is it's only our fourth episode. Uh, last three episodes, we had some great guests and some great questions. But I will say, looking at the two questions that you guys brought, this is going to be our deepest episode yet because these questions are amazing. I really love. The episodes that our two guests came, brought with us today. First, I want to introduce my co-host, Tom. What's up, buddy? Not much. Back for episode four, the search for more listeners. <laughs> search. It's almost like space balls, right? <laughs> All right. And we have two very special people with us. Uh, I'm going to say your last name wrong, and I apologize. I should have asked you while we were talking earlier. Hey, Dish, Dishaw? Dish, yeah, Dishaw. Dishaw? Perfect. Yay. All right. Gabriel Dishaw. He is awesome. For any of you who are listening, if you're driving in the car right now, stop, go to Instagram, type in his name, or even just Gabriel Junk Art. You are going to be amazed by what this man can sculpt and what he can do. But you don't want to hear it from me. You want to hear it from Gabriel himself. So Gabe, Gabriel, sorry, go ahead and tell us everything all about yourself. Uh, whatever you want to tell us, go for yeah. it. Thanks for that. Thanks for that warm welcome. Appreciate it. Um, so I'm an artist. Uh, I am uh, a sculptor. I upcycle. That's kind of my approach to my art. Um, uh, but I kind of have a, a couple different series or a unique spin on this. And part of the materials I use is around luxury goods as one of those series. So I take um, uh, use uh, uh, luxury goods like Louis Vuitton and Gucci, and I reimagine them through the lens of some of these pop culture um, icons, especially through Star Wars and other series that I've explored. Uh, you can see a couple of them in the background here uh, of all the madness behind me. Um, and yeah, and so that's, that's I've been on this journey for about uh, 25 years and continue to kind of hone my skill and, and refine. And there's no shortage of, of things for me to explore. So that's awesome. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you for, uh, agreeing to be on this. This is a, a fun little roundtable discussion that we have. Everybody, as we uh, know by now, everybody brings their own question. We all get to answer and uh, give our opinions on said question. And if you guys don't know already, the only correct answer is my answer. So I just want to let you know that, you know, I'm always right and you guys are always wrong. Joining us, and Christine, I was listening to your podcast today because I wanted to, you know, find out more about you. We have Christine McPartland. Did I say that right? 
Yes. yes, I can't. It's funny. I'm a teacher and I can't say names at all. I butcher names all the time. If your name is not Bob Smith, I'm going to say it wrong. So I'm happy now that imagine I was able- him pronouncing Star Wars names. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Forget about it. It's a, it's a running joke with the other half of this podcast. Nick just loves giving me names to say and then laughing at me as I butcher them. So, uh, Christine, welcome. Tell us about you and your podcast. I was I uh, really enjoy your concept of your podcast because it takes the Star Wars podcast to a whole other level. So go ahead and tell us all about it. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So my podcast is called Mind the Force. And we are a Star Wars retrospective that focuses on Star Wars characters and their mental health journeys through their entire canon arc. So it's everything from the films to the movie, films to the books, to the TV shows, to the comic books, the video games. And we really examine their mental health through their journey and then relate it back to our own mental health and kind of what we can learn through these different characters about ourselves. And so I, half of it is me nerding out with a, another like Star Wars super fan, um, which I'll be getting all your contact information. After. Of course. <laughs> I'm always looking for co-hosts. Yes. Um, and I also interview a mental health professional and get their like professional assessment about mm-hmm. what's going on with the character. And it's been a really satisfying journey. Um, I feel like, like you guys probably experienced yourselves. Star Wars makes you feel so many big feelings. Mm-hmm. And I'm also a big advocate for mental health awareness and just kind of found this happy marriage between them. And it's been a really satisfying project. Well, it's been awesome. Your show's great. I I love listening to it today and uh, just how you're taking it to that that new level. I'm very happy that mental health has become such a positive thing to think about now where, you know, back when I back when I was a kid. Um, you know, if people didn't talk about their mental health, they just dealt with the problems internally and, you know, whatever. But now we're all able to express ourselves and, and the kids in school are able to express themselves better and they don't have to feel alone all the time. Um, and this is great that you're able to tie that in with Star Wars as well, because it is fun going through and like I was listening to episode five, three, four and five. You're talking all about Anakin and, and his uh evolution into darth vader and his mental health and and what was what pushed him over the edge and all that stuff and uh and it's it's true if you really want to sit back and think about it you can really analyze some of these star wars characters greatly as to how what their mental health is so it's it's an awesome concept i love it as well the skywalkers had some family problems (laughs) yes they did a little bit (laughs) yeah Everyone right. would have uh, definitely benefited from a good therapy session. Yes, they would yes. have. They surely would have. All right. Well, now that we know who we're talking to, let's find out what their opinions are on all of these wonderful questions that we brought with us this week. Um, just an FYI, when you're finished giving your opinion, if you want to just hand it off to the next person so that we know we don't step on anybody's toes, uh, we'll try to do that. That's always fun. And it's it's fun, Tom. I'm gonna to put Tom in charge of reminding people when. Okay, send it to send it to Christine now or whatever. So it'll be fun, but whatever. We'll yeah, have a good, good time. Luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's have some fun. Uh, my first question is all about what's happening down there in Disney World right now. Or it's it's actually a little delayed, but the Galactic Star Cruiser was a huge hit for 17 months, and then they shut it down and. Uh, then it became this multi-million dollar 
hole in the ground, I guess, whatever you would just, just, I don't know. It's just sitting there letting Disney write it off as a tax write off for this year. But my question to you guys is, uh, first off, I didn't get to go on the first time around because I didn't have an extra $6,000 laying around for two days of a vacation. So uh, I did not get to go. But what what do you think they could turn it into now? What could they do with it now? Uh, I am going to send it to Gabriel first. So Gabriel, go ahead and tell us what do you think they could do with this? Okay, so my my idea here is uh, deviating from I think kind of like the Disney theme of being family friendly, but again, this is me being CEO for a day, um, <laughs> and maybe making this attraction a little bit more um, uh, affordable <laughs> for the masses, but with a interesting twist, maybe a little bit more adult themed in nature. So uh, one of my favorite um, seasons, holidays, whatever is. Uh, October, the fall, uh, Halloween specifically, and uh, I'm sure all around your guys' neighborhoods or towns or cities, these like uh, themed kind of parks pop up where they're a little bit uh, on the scarier side and you kind of experience those. And, and uh, I would, I'd like to maybe see that maybe evolve into something like that. You repurpose the building and maybe with an interesting spin on what we kind of saw with some new kind of characters being introduced in the Ahsoka series, maybe leaning in on some of the zombies um, from Thrawn's army, along with uh, maybe some of those witches uh, mm-hmm. through maybe a more scary experience <laughs> on a floating derelict, maybe uh, starship that's floating, maybe taking in some cues from I know we're crossing beams here maybe a little bit, but uh, maybe um, uh, Firefly or Serenity and and some of that dark uh, side and maybe even some Resident Evil to bring in kind of the, the scary parts. But that's, yeah, that's awesome. That's my um, did you read? Do you read any of the Star Wars books? There was this Star Wars, it was like a, like a, a ghost ship, like a haunted zombie star wars book and I, I that's what i was looking for when you were talking i have it on the shelf behind me but i can't remember what the name of it is but it to me it was almost like the basis of thrawn's zombie army in the latest uh ahsoka series um but when you were talking about that it reminded me of that it made me think of that and it would be really cool like you said instead of just stormtroopers if they were like zombie stormtroopers oh, yeah. walking through the ship would be like oh, yeah. really really cool yes yes um, i like the idea of adult themed because yeah. uh, that's who has the money. <laughs> and, and let's be honest, it, it's it's going to be expensive no matter what. So you might as well spend the, spend the money on adults and not have to bring all your kids with you where, where really the trip becomes thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yep. yep. I love it. Awesome. I think you could lean into it and do some real funky stuff too. Not only just mm-hmm. kind of the, hey, run through this scary environment, but there could be all kinds of different ways of bringing that to life. So. Excellent. Well, Christine, yep. he, I don't want you to think like, you know, I, I feel like maybe you might be thinking, gosh, this guy's mental, mental <laughs> no, stability no, might be with that recommendation. I, I, so I think you need to copyright this before Disney and Six Flags get together and like take Fright Flex to a whole new level. I think <laughs> yeah. that's a sick idea. And find that the more you go like into the novel especially into the comic book there's a lot of dark shit going on Mm, Uh and so i think it's a great idea i'm not even into like haunted houses i don't like things that pop out 
Mm. And I would still go to this. I would definitely show up. Yeah, 100%. 100%, I agree. All right, it's your turn. What do you think, Christine? So I can imagine a like Jedi Temple luxury style resort. So I want everything. The, the giant spiring towers, the limestone and the marble, the giant beautiful windows and the vaulted ceilings. You have like meditation gardens, like the beautiful gardens where they would like do the lessons with the, the Padawans. And there's maybe a beautiful library that's like the archive. And you can either go lounge there or go read a book or maybe like pretend to like check out holocons or something like that. And then underneath the temple is, is um the Sith shrine that the Jedi temple was built on top of. And that's like either kind of like a similar idea, like something like haunted or something creepy, or it's like a sexy nightclub. And <laughs> you go down there and get your dark side on. There you and, go. Um, I like that. That's definitely probably that one. Cause then they can charge for bottle service. Uh-huh, and exactly. <laughs> um, and I mean, they've really shown with like, what is it called? Disney Springs that mm. they can make a lot of money by having things focused at adults in mm-hmm. Disney World. Like, so they know that, like, there's money to be made. Um, and so, and that would also be, like, you could have people staying in the resort um, and going to the nightclub, or you could just have people come to the nightclub, and then you have, like, a cool kind of after dark thing going on. Hmm. Well, I yeah, love I'm, it. I'm already writing the business plan, so they didn't <laughs> There you so go. At least give me some royalties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a great idea. It would be awesome to have a, a, a Sith-based uh, nightclub under there, all red and spooky and, and whatever. Um, well, I found the book. Oh, you uh, found for it? Gabriel, I found it. So it's called uh, Death Troopers. And oh, uh, it, it has all the zombies. And, and it was funny when, when the Ahsoka zombies showed up. I was like, oh, my God, that's just like the book. So it's a pretty easy read, too. It was a good book. It was a pretty easy read. So that's going back to Gabriel. But yes. Nice. Uh, sorry, Tom. Go ahead. You were going to. No, gonna I was going to say, I love, I love that idea. And I mean, if you think about it, we're all Star Wars nerds. You can't dress up in your cosplay and go to your local, you know, club or whatever or bar. <laughs> and right. I mean, you'll get Good you'll point. get your 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 butt kicked. So imagine a place where you can comfortably go and hang out with fellow Star Wars nerds, and you know, not have to worry about all that stuff. I want to wear capes. All the bathrooms in the bathroom are Jedi robes. I I keep telling my coworkers that I want to bring back capes and uh, nobody <laughs> thinks it's a good idea for me, but this, I could go to this nightclub. I could wear my uh, um, Lando Calrissian awesome oh, silk yes. cape, cape yes. and it would, people Love would be it. like, yo, that's awesome. Anywhere else, I would get you know kicked in the butt or something like that. But there, uh, I, I'd love to see you wear your Lando cape in the hallway tomorrow. <laughs> if, if you've never worn many capes, and whenever I cosplay, I like to wear some kind of cape, yep. and you feel so powerful. It's a whole different feel. You just feel so so regal, so important. It, yeah, it, it walks in the breeze, and you're just like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I that's love awesome. It. I love it. Yes. Thomas, your turn. So my idea for this would be to extend Galaxy's Edge. So the hotel is right across the street. There's a there's a main entrance there. I don't even know if they still use it as the entrance to um, Hollywood Studios. But there's, there's a road that separates Galaxy's Edge, 
the back of Galaxy's Edge and um, and the hotel. What I would do is something similar to what Universal did with the with the Hogwarts Express and have some sort of um, theme Disney, uh, whatever you want to call it, like light speed ship that will take you across the road. You don't even know you're crossing the road into the hotel and reimagine the hotel into some type of like Star Wars experience. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't know what you would do with all the hotel rooms. You could knock down walls and make separate rooms. and um, But I would make it into an extension of Galaxy's Edge and, and have it be another Star Wars experience. I mean, you already have the theming. And yeah. you spent all that mm-hmm. money on the theming. Why would you just waste all of that Star Wars theming? Just make it part of Galaxy's Edge. So, I mean, you could do different floors or different planets. And as you go to the different floors, you're totally immersed in a different experience, a different planet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was my idea. Um, just why, why let it go to waste? Why let it sit there? Because Disney's famous for that. I mean, they'll just let something just sit there and they'll just, you know, get the tax write off and just mm-hmm. let it go to waste. Why not? just turn it into that extension of galaxy's edge and let people enjoy it. They spent the money on it. Might as well let people enjoy it. Um, so what do you think, Rob? Uh, I agree with you. Uh, I'm even more of a simpler man than, than that. I, I feel, and this is more for, uh, me personally, like (laughs) being selfish since I didn't want to spend $5,000 on a two night experience or, could afford to spend $5,000 on a two night experience. Uh, I want to stay in that hotel, even if it's priced at the top level of their hotels, they'd have to add a couple things to it to make it a regular hotel. It doesn't come with a pool or anything like that. And if you're in Florida staying in a Disney resort, you, you definitely want to go to a pool afterwards because you know, every time we've gone, we've gone for seven or eight days and it's like, you do park, park, park three, four days in a row. You're getting exhausted. You just want a half a day or a day where you just relax for a day. Um, so they would definitely need to add a couple things like a pool and, and some other uh, more chill things around the hotel. But the hotel came with a bunch of stuff like there was the lightsaber training. Um, they had some other things that were uh, like a room to learn how to play sabak and stuff like that. You don't need the full cosplay experience. The $5,000 hotel also included, there were uh, actors there. I don't want to say 24 hours, but probably 16 hours a day. There was like two to four actors there immersing you in the whole experience for, for you the two days, two days that you were there. So that's where, you know, half of the money was going to, to this whole feel. You wouldn't need that. You know, maybe the front desk people have a Star Wars-esque costume um but they don't have to be fully immersive the way it was before but they have the rooms already you could have a kid's room where they could learn how to play sabak or have some video games or something in there um use the hotel like tom was saying it's already themed that way so you don't have to buy all new sheets or anything and i would love to stay in a star wars themed hotel i I don't need that full experience but i want to be able to open the door and then bam, there I am. I'm in my own little star Wars world. So I would, I would be, I'm much simpler and I'm like, you have it. As Tom said, you spent the money, just open it up for everybody. Just let anybody, you know, it's still going to be super expensive, but it's not going to be $5,000 expensive. Um, so I would just say, open it up to, to more people. Keep it simple. If you want to add a nightclub or, a, or a haunted 
uh, zombie chase in the background or, or underground. That would be awesome as well. But definitely keep it so that and then make it so that uh, other people can experience it because I thought it was pretty neat. I just couldn't afford to go myself. Um, I think Disney needs to pay us for our ideas and do I think some so of our too. ideas because I think they're good ideas. Yeah, I think uh, I think both of you guys and Tom as well uh, had awesome ideas for that. So that that's that's a great start for us. We got one question down. Now it's Gabriel's time to ask his question. So Gabriel, go ahead, hit us up with your question. Okay, so we got some good news um, that was hot off the presses here just a couple days ago that we got some confirmations from uh, Disney on uh, a new movie that they're going to be working on, and um, it's Mando and Grogu. Now, um, with that, the question is, where do they take Grogu and and how does that character kind of evolve? Um, and you could maybe take this question a couple different ways. Could be specific to the movie, or if you just have like your like thoughts on where they might take this character or should take this character. Um, I'd love to hear you guys' opinions. All right, uh, Christine, you can go first on this one. So I had a lot of thoughts about this. This is a great question, Gabriel. And I think at some point, like, it really, it clashes with the fact that Grogu is so cute, and that's, like, oh, the sellable, like, marketing factor. Who doesn't love him some Baby Yoda? Yep. Mm-hmm. Baby Yoda right there. I have but one it, 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 it then clashes do. with this. <laughs> oh, I see it. It's so cute. Um, but then it does clash with the mysterious lore around mm-hmm. Yoda. Being that, like, yo, he's this mysterious species, he's 900 years old, and he's so wise and old, and, like, so, like, deep within the forest. And eventually you have to, like, tackle the fact that Grogu has to grow, has to grow mm-hmm. up, and eventually develop. Like, like he's already 40 years old, so it's not like he's an infant. Then I think you'll definitely see his skills in the Force develop. Like, he's going to get more and more powerful. Um, I think that's definitely his destiny um and where the character's going i think the biggest i don't think they'll take it at any further than maybe they'll make him talk like but like a word or two he won't say a lot because i think that would kind of drag it out but if they're going to do anything major with his kind of physicality development Mm -hmm. um i think he'll say the same cute little size um but maybe like a word is what we'll get you know, I can't help but draw some parallels between like it, Marvel and Groot, maybe. Like, uh-huh. I don't, I yeah. don't know, like that evolution. <laughs> I, I don't know. This can go really good or it can go really bad. Right? Is it going to be cheesy if he yeah. talks? And like, it's going to be so much his because it's it's really going to have him questioning like what is his like role in the universe as a Jedi user? What is it, or as a force user, what does it mean to be mm-hmm. a Jedi along with Din and Bo figuring out what is it to be a Mandalorian, which is yeah. like the bigger, like existential question they'll probably be tackling. And I think they'll have Grogu doing it all at the same time with like gurgles and ease. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, ah. <laughs> I'm trying to eat frogs and everything. Yeah, more frogs. Frogs more, and cookies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Tom, what about you? What do you think is on the 
chopping block. Uh, I really think they should, and I'm hoping they do. I hope they get back to the stories of um, Din and Grogu going off on adventures by themselves. Uh, to me, those were those were the best episodes. Um, you know, I wasn't thrilled with the with the last season with the whole you know Mandalorian thing. Like this, I feel like the show wasn't the Mandalorian; it was the Mandalorians. And mm-hmm. I think you should save that for maybe an, like a, a, a spinoff or something. So I want to see more adventures with Grogu and Din Djarin. Um, and to me, the most exciting episodes were when they were on the run from the client and his cronies trying to trying to, you know, get get Grogu. We didn't even know what we wanted him for. Um, but those to me were the most exciting episodes. I hope they get something back to that where they're being hunted down. Um, or they have to go hunt someone down. Um, the the adventures are really unwritten. It's really whatever they come up with. The interesting thing is we have these 25, 30 years between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Well, where where does Grogu end up? Yeah. I mean, is, is he even alive during The Force Awakens? What, what happens in this stretch of time? Um, so... To me, those are my burning questions, and I really don't have any answers. I'd like to see where Dave Filoni and um, Favreau and John Favreau, uh, yeah, John Favreau, where they they see this going. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Um, Rob, what do you think? Yeah, like I said, this is this is a deep, deep question because um, kind of like when we had Mark Anthony Austin on. Uh, two shows ago, he was saying how, you know, everybody's just a grumpy Star Wars fan now because it's, you know, not what I envisioned it to be, you know. So uh, we don't know what Filoni yeah. and Favreau are envisioning. Unfortunately for us, uh, whatever our opinions are, aren't going to matter. So we can either appreciate it or not appreciate it. Uh, and unfortunately, for some reason, Star Wars fans are very cynical. I'm not really sure why. But uh, but uh, yeah, so it, it, like you said, it would be interesting to see what, what their ideas are. Uh, I'm going to bounce off of what both of you guys have said so far, which is we can't go too far into the future. Um, you know, Grogu's 40 or 50, whatever he is now, and he's still toddler-esque. So at what point does he have a maturing cycle? Like is since it's a species we don't know much about, he could go from toddleress to teenager in one year and then uh, be that way for a long time. You know, like it could be a growth spurt type of thing, which would be awfully awkward. And I think it would totally destroy the whole Grogu character because we do love his cuteness. But at the same time, is it now turning into like a buddy cop thing? Whereas Grogu, the the good cute cop, and then Din is the bad cop. Like, I don't want to see that either. I don't want to see this little buddy cop novel. But I do enjoy, like Tom said, the first season when it was the two of them going around. I do want to see that. Um, I think we're going to still see a young uh, Grogu. Maybe some words. Maybe more than just one or two. Um, but it's probably, if, if it's true Star Wars fashion, he's going to say three words at the very end of the movie. That's it. <laughs> you know, like, and then everybody's going to be so excited. Oh, we saw his first words, but it's, it's not going to be till the end of the movie when it actually happens. Um, 
But yeah, I, and also now that it's a movie, they have two hours as yeah. opposed to the series. They, they spread it out as six, eight hours long or, you know, 43 minutes here, 27 minutes here, whatever. Um, but now they have to do everything in two hour time span as opposed to a four or five hour long series where they can stretch it out. So I'm sure it's going to be something where they're either hunting somebody down or in the process of them hunting somebody down. Somebody else is now going to be hunting them. Um, so that way they'll have a nice tidy ending at the end of it. It will be exciting. It will be fun to see it on the big screen, to see baby Yoda on the big screen, to see Din Djarin, whether it's Pedro Pascal in the suit or Pedro Pascal, just giving the voice, which is one of the other rumors that I heard is that he's just going to be just being a voice actor at this point, And the other guy's going to be in the suit. Um, I feel at the end of the Mandalorian season three, they were really leaning into that a lot with him and his helmet and not wanting to take it off now. Um, <laughs> so I think, I think that's one of the ways that they're trying to go, okay, this way we can have a, a stunt double the whole time because he doesn't want to take his helmet off because that that's the way. Um, it's convenient. It is convenient. Save some dollars. <laughs> yeah, save a little bit of bucks there. It's like cost effective that you don't yeah. need to pay for Pedro Pascal to be there all the time. Well, yeah, they can, they can give him his lines and he can do it all yeah. in two days and that's it. <laughs> what were we going to say, Gabriel? He's, he's been super hot. So, like, you know, yeah. you're always trying to juggle what other projects yeah. he's working on and, you know, his availability. So this gives you, I think, creates more flexibility for you to get those those shoots in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, haven't even filmed The Last of Us yet, right? Yeah, they haven't filmed that, right? No, no, I didn't think so. Yeah, so I mean, he could do all his lines in one day in a bathtub and whatever trailer he's in and whatever (laughs) film set he's on, you know, like they could do all that. So, yeah, getting his paycheck. So, um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think that's where they're going. I really hope that they do do the Din and Grogu, you know chasing even if it's not like a lot of different things if it's just one big mission that they're going on and then while going on that mission it breaks down into a bunch of little things um so i think that that's that's where i'm leaning and hoping for i guess and uh gabriel was your question so you must have deeper darker feelings about this i'm kind of all (laughs) over i've got more questions than i have uh, i think we all do (laughs) it's it's like one of those things to your point like the constraints of a big blockbuster movie I I wonder if they lean into something that's more cinematic or something. Like I, I don't know some of the the, the, the maybe ba- um something to do with the dragon on Mandalore or some you know something that's cinematic that's like right. requires the budget, the big budget to achieve in a right way and that's what you kind of focus in on. Um unfortunately, I I love the series. Um in that you get a lot more story, yes. um, a lot more like it equals to eight or nine hours of actual like film time or whatever at the end of the day. So right, even um, if it's not all great, you're getting yeah eight to ten hours of Star Wars content. Yeah, exactly. Fleshing out that world, introducing new characters, little kind of um, things in the background, things that they the, the Easter egg sort of stuff that uh, I always appreciate. Um, but more broadly, like the character stuff. It's going to be tough. They've got a tall order. They've introduced this adorable character and adolescence <laughs> looks terrible. I mean, I, when uh-huh. are they going to grow him some feet? Like, yeah. like, like yeah. when we get that, that's not going to look good. Like, I, no, little, little triangle feet are not going to no, look good at all. 
No, <laughs> and then yes, uh huh, like those big did. nails. He yeah, did. yeah, he's got like three toes. They were kind of nasty. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, the other thing is, is, is he going to speak like Yoda? Because Yaddle yeah. doesn't. Yaddle doesn't. No, so, she doesn't. So is he going to, what, what's his dialect? What, what is, how is he going to speak? Like, that's an interesting thing. Are you going to solve? And, and yeah. again, too, like, what about that race? Like, you don't even, like, maybe they mm-hmm. just appear. Right. When the force needs them or some, the balance, I don't, you know. Yeah. Maybe they're like born of the force. Really. Yeah. Uh-huh. A purest form of something. I don't. I don't know. It's very. Yeah. Maybe he would communicate telepathically. Maybe that. That would be, be cool. Yeah, that'd be neat. Yeah. Yeah, because when when he was meeting with Ahsoka, they yeah. weren't talking, but she was able to, you know, read his feelings almost like you said, almost telepathically. So that would be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, Subtitles. So, I don't know. The whole movie. Backwards or something. But the subtitles are in Arabish. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, all the all the super Star Wars fans are reading it in Arabish. They're going, "Oh my gosh!" And the other people are like, "What is going on?" Yeah, that would be really funny. <laughs> all right. Well, that's two questions down. That means we're halfway through our show. Um, we, I, I keep forgetting to put in commercial breaks here. So we're going to take a, a quick commercial break. We're going to come right back with Christine's question, which is a very good one as well. So mm-hmm. we will be right back. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And we're back. How was that, guys? You like that commercial? Is it good? Love it's it. pretty much like listening to our podcast as it is. There's normally not a commercial in the commercial break. So welcome back. Either buy that product or you heard nothing there at all. So we'll have fun with that. Uh, all right. So we're back. Christine, why don't you hit us up with your question? So um, touching into the Clone Wars, the animated series, if Ahsoka joined forces with Maul to take down Palpatine when he asked her on Mandalore, would they have succeeded? Rob. That is what is a, your take on it? Oh, see, that's a uh, that's a very very tough question for me. This is super deep because uh, as I was thinking about it, initially my initial reaction is no, because Star Wars needs that big baddie that they needed that Palpatine there. So no matter how hard they tried, Palpatine would still survive. I mean, he came back. Palpatine's back. He came back and. Uh, seven, eight, and nine. So of course they wouldn't be able to take them down, but would I love to see that? Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. I think it would be so awesome because I, I think with the technology that we have now, with what we've learned from the mistakes of episodes one, two, and three and being over CGI. Mm-hmm. And then when, uh, the emperor was killed the first time by Luke when he picked him up and just threw him down the hole. 
how it wasn't very exciting looking because it was 1977 and it was hard but to it make was it emotional. It was emotional. Yes. So I think if they were to do it again with Ahsoka and with Maul, it would be totally awesome because they would now have cinematically everything figured out between real people, between some CGI, between a lot of stuff. The lightning coming out of his fingers would be even more impressive. Um, Ahsoka could be defending and fighting almost kind of like the Ray and Kylo fight scene uh, in the later episodes in the episode, I guess it was nine or whatever. Um, but with Ahsoka's abilities, Maul was, and you, you didn't appreciate Maul until you watched the cartoons. Mm-hmm. Once you saw him in the Force Awakens and or the Force, the sorry the Clone Wars and then um in Rebels when you got to really get to know him you're like wait he's back and he has you know robot legs and stuff because he got chopped in half. Um, once you really get to get deep down inside because in the movies I think there was he was kind of like Boba Fett where he had like three or six lines or something yeah. like that like yeah. very minimal lines. Um, if they would have used him better and made him really big and baddie. People would love him as an awesome bad guy. So, and then just his whole story arc in when he was in rebels, he was no longer bad and he wasn't good. He was just out for vengeance at that point. Mm -hmm. So it would be fun to see what would happen if they take him down. If then he says, you know what? I'm doing another 180. I'm going back to bed. I'm going to rule the empire now. Like that would be what I would love to see. Like him totally like, huh? Thanks Ahsoka. You helped me become the ultimate bad guy now. And then maybe they fight or whatever the case would be. But yeah, I think it would be a, an awesome story arc. I think graphically and visually it would be amazing. Um, so I'm down for it. Rewrite it. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, so that is my answer. Uh, Tom, let's go to you. We're, we, uh, I jumped the boat there. So go ahead, Tom. You hit us <laughs> up. Okay. I mean, my answer is simple. It's a big, giant no. There, there's <laughs> no way that you can trust Maul. Right. I mean, he's, he's going to get her as, as basically help. Uh, and then the minute they take down Palpatine, Ahsoka's in trouble. I like if she goes to sleep, better sleep with one eye open. <laughs> Maul's gonna take her out. So I, I mean, he's gonna he he's not gonna waste any time turning his back on her and and taking her out. Um, now whether he can or not, I mean that would be awesome to find out. Um, oh. But you know, Ahsoka wouldn't be would be stupid to try to team up with Maul unless she had her own thing where she's going to use Maul and kind of turn the tides. Mm-hmm. Um, that would like be kind of interesting. But there's no way that she could ever trust him. Um, Gabriel, what do you think? Okay, so I love the idea. It gets it some more uh, Maul uh, involved in in some more movies and cinematically and so forth. Um, I'm kind of a maybe. So here's my angle. So if I kind of lean into this idea of like light and dark and this balance and that if you bring these two together, that they might offset enough of the dark side of Palpatine that maybe there's an edge. Maybe that's the edge that tilts this balance okay. back to the light, maybe. And that's how you get a Palpatine who dies and then get maybe gets resurrected again I don't, <laughs> as we play that through the 
the other movies, but yeah, I like that idea. That that is because all the movies have been about the balance between good mm-hmm. and evil, and and how they're if there's an ultimate good, then there's got to be an ultimate evil there as well. Almost like um, Invincible, the uh, M Night Shyamalan movie Invincible, where he was like, you know, I'm always hurt, so I need to find the person who never gets hurt. Um, yep. So I can see that if, if now suddenly the ultimate bad and ultimate good are in the same room working against now the super ultimate bad, whatever. Yeah, that's a great that's a good concept. I, I enjoy that. Um, Christine, go ahead and hit us up with what the actual answer is since you asked yes. the question. You know what the <laughs> real answer is. <laughs> so I do love that idea, Gabriel, the balance between the light and the dark. That was a very cool way to consider it. Um Being that with my podcast, I have to examine so deeply into character motivations. Mm. I guess I looked more at the logistics Ah. of how it would happen. So, I mean, first off, I'm a very proud member of the Mall Hive. I think Mall is the best. (laughs) (laughs) And so I have a little Mall figurine here that's like, he sits with me every time I record. He's my little, like, motivator. Um, So if, pretty much if Ahsoka joins Mall, that would, and say they're able to get back to Anakin in time. Because I'm also, I I just binged through like the end of Clone Wars and went mm. through that emotional journey again. And just one, the detail is just delicious. Every mm-hmm. second, it's so good. And so I'm thinking if they team up and they get back to Anakin in time, that's going to speak to Anakin. If Ahsoka, who he misses so much, Mm-hmm. He misses so much. When he sees her before she goes back to Mandalore, his big puppy dog eyes, he's <laughs> just like, I'm so happy to see you and I'm so happy you're back and how have you been? And here are these lightsabers and a bunch of like and a bunch of clones and I want you to Um so if she comes back and is saying, Hey, this is going on, like yes, Maul told me and we can't trust him too much, but doesn't this all make sense with all the manipulation you've experienced over the past 13 years of your life mm-hmm. <laughs> old man has just groomed you um, yes. and, uh-huh. and, <laughs> like he's very, he's very kind of like direct ways you really should uh. read the room man um, <laughs> I feel like he's going to believe her he's going to like take mm-hmm. that step back because at this point in the storyline he's spiraling like mm-hmm. he's spiraling he's having the visions about Padme dying he, his mistrust in the Jedi Council is at like an all time high because this is like post the Obi-Wan murder conspiracy and he's just like not in a great place at all. So the basically the second most important person to him because Padme and then Zasoga. The second mm-hmm. most important person in his life has come back and is saying, hey, this is happening to you. We have to stop this. Like could Maul and Ahsoka defeat Palpatine by themselves? Like it's a maybe, but as soon as Anakin joins them, I feel like they take him out. I feel like that would be enough that Palpatine oh, goes yeah. well. Because then also, yeah. at that point, you're bringing the Jedi Council and like now Yoda's involved, now Mace Windows involved, and he's not dead, and or <laughs> or is he? Or is he? <laughs> <laughs> um, that should be a question on the next episode. Is Mace alive? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so I think it's definitely possible. But the other factor, which I'll end with, is can they make it back in time? Because think about when Ahsoka captures Maul and they're on the ship, they're going back to Coruscant, just standing on the on the deck with um with Rex talking, 
that's when everything goes down in Palpatine's office mm-hmm. with with Mace and, and the attack and everything like that. So who knows if they would have made it back in time before right. everything was shit. Because I think yeah. once I think once he killed Mace, like that was done. He's just shell shocked. He's like, I've thrown my entire life away. Might as well go all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? Who knows? Well, <laughs> who knows? We can only speculate, right? Yeah. <laughs> we are not Dave or uh, John, unfortunately. Well, that was a great question. Uh, our last question of the day comes from my co-host, the uh, biggest Flyers fan in the room. Go ahead, Tom. What do you got for us? And I haven't even checked the score once. They're playing the Canadians tonight, so I haven't oh. even checked the score. That's how dedicated you are to this show. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Dave Filoni, um, you are given complete creative control over Star Wars. Mm. Money's not an issue. You, whatever you say goes what would your next star wars movie be about hmm. let's start with rob such a loaded question it's a very loaded question i like there, those there are so many ways you can go with this uh but i i read gabriel's answer and i'm kind of not piggybacking off of that but uh going along with a similar concept of what he's about to say. So those of you listening, listen up. His answer is really good. Um, (laughs) I I don't read the answers ahead of time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I mean, I I had, I didn't want to step on anybody's toes. So I made sure that what he said and what I said were different Um, going. And this is very similar to probably what we might be getting with the Mandalorian movie. Um, I would love to know about the bounty hunters before we saw them in empire strikes back so a whole bounty hunter movie there was a couple of books that i read bounty hunter series in the books there was this big rift between the bounty hunters guild and boba fett and because boba fett was so powerful and so good he could charge astronomical prices because people knew that if they got him to do their Mm. get their bounty they were going to get their bounty so his prices were off the charts. The Bounty Hunters Guild were not. They were mad at him. Then he was tricked into breaking apart the Bounty Hunters Guild uh, in the books and all this stuff. But definitely something Bounty Hunters based before Empire Strikes Back. We don't need to see the Skywalkers at all. We'll know what's in the same time frame. We'll see bits and pieces of things going on in the background. But it'll be all based off of bounty hunters doing bad things. Uh, when they initially came up with the, which turned into the Mandalorian series, but initially they were going to do a Boba Fett movie years ago. Um, they wanted to see how Deadpool was going to fare in the movies first because Deadpool's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's just a mercenary, just a, a bounty hunter. So they wanted to see if people would actually go and see it and like it. And then when it blew up, they were like, okay, we could be on to something. Because Boba Fett's not part of the Empire. He was just hired by the Empire. Mm-hmm. He's not a good guy. you know. So will people go and watch a movie about a guy who's not a good guy that they can kind of root for or not? Um, and then we got the Mandalorian series. And everybody's like, is this Boba Fett? Is that not Boba Fett? You know, whatever. And then when we got 
the book of Boba Fett that wasn't what we wanted. <laughs> we didn't no. want Dad Bob Boba Fett. We wanted <laughs> Boba Fett oh, no. that was. <laughs> we wanted Boba Fett that was uh, no uh, no disintegration. We wanted that Boba Fett that was so intense that Darth Vader made sure to tell him specifically. Don't disintegrate this person, you know? <laughs> so I want to know about that Boba Fett. It doesn't have to mm. be Timo Morrison in the costume because we never saw his helmet off in any of the original three movies. It can be somebody who's fit and fits the, the costume better. Um, but yes, that's, that's what I want to see is all bounty hunters all the time. And it will be amazing. Uh, Gabriel, your answer is awesome, more awesome than mine. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> I kind of have a two-parter, so I'll I'll go in with more of the, the I think the easier one, and then kind of maybe tackle the tougher one. But um, one of the one of my favorite villains is uh, General Grievous. I, I love the character, just the 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 voice, just everything, just crazy about him. He's you know ninety percent uh, mechanical, and he's just got a little little bits of him that are actually his his human parts or, or you know whatever race he is um but um i'd love to like unpack that character kind of that the transition and build up of his kind of um his prowess as a hunter and on his on his planet and then ultimately the disaster that kind of then translated into him being kind of parted out and and turned into this 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 robot um, I'd love to see that, like the grittiness yeah. of that and the, the dark nature and then how he starts to align himself with certain factions and so forth. I think that would be really awesome. Um, that would be. My, um, my other, uh, if I had the keys to the kingdom, would be, now this is, again, it goes back to the previous conversation of kind of Brogu, but this idea around Yoda and maybe kind of unpacking where he came from, what his backstory is, um, understanding more about that character. I mean, we've got 900 plus years to cover. So, I mean, he could be from a whole <laughs> different outer rim, just obscure, not impacted by anything. I, I don't know. There's just so much, there's so much uh, um, to here to go. But I also realize that that's what makes that character. So like maybe doing a movie kind of destroys the whole mysteriousness of it. Mm -hmm. And that like, maybe that's why Lucas was very much about like, we're not really going there. Um, there's a little bit of here, but that's it. We're not even going to kind of explore. Or I'm not even going to kind of maybe even unpack anything of that. Cause maybe it's best left in this mysterious kind of nature. So that I have mixed feelings about that last one, but I agree. I agree. Uh, Christine, what about you? Um, well, Gabriel, you know, if Star Wars wants to try to figure out how to tell, a, I guess, a long-form, mysterious, ancient figure story, <laughs> they call the BBC, because uh, <laughs> Doctor Who has been doing it for a long yep, time. Yep, yep, <laughs> and he's like, And he's over like a billion years old. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so my idea, and I do apologize, Rob for the flack that I may get for this in your in your comment <laughs> section. But I would love to do flesh out the story of Reva Savander from the Obi-Wan series who played Third Sister. Um, oh. 
I think that it was like an amazing storyline that was just put in a show that had so much else more important going on. Mm-hmm. That is just kind of a strange side story, but I think it's one of the craziest stories I've ever heard of in yeah. Star Wars. Just an Order 66 youngling survivor who is captured on the streets of Coruscant, raised in the Inquisitorius, and mm-hmm. is so bent on revenge against Vader, who she knows is Anakin, because mm-hmm. she watched him bring the youngling Slayer 5000 and gun everybody <laughs> She knows he's Anakin, and she was so, and she's so steeped in the dark side at this point that it battles with her being raised in the light in the Jedi Temple, and like she's just hell bent on this revenge, and it's all she thinks about mm. for what, like, well over ten years. She would have been what, eight, nine, maybe younger when Order sixty six happened, and then we see her in the Obi Wan show that like she's a grown woman, at least twenty one, twenty mm-hmm. years old. So she has just been like revenge blinded mm-hmm. for yeah. so long, and but she's so badass, right? Like, and she's so strong and powerful, and like clearly like is so strong in the Force, but it's probably so dark and conflicted, and like doesn't really believe in what she's doing but like somewhat believes in what she's doing like it's it's a theme that comes up a lot particularly with dark side users you see it a lot with the empire and you see it especially with vader it's a big thing from even actually from from anakin even into vader that the ends justify the means Mm. it's a huge theme in star wars and reva's the same that she's like i don't care what i need to do to get this revenge including Mm -hmm kill Luke Skywalker. <laughs> right, right, yeah. In, in that premise, she's like, I don't give a damn what I have to do. Um, yeah. And I just think it's such a, there's such a story there to flesh out. Yeah, I, think I agree. I really got the short I think... end of the stick and it'll be one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she would be awesome as well. It, it would be, any one of these characters that we don't know a lot about would be fun to, to learn more about. I mean, even when they, uh, took the Mandalorian and um, like Queel, the, you know, an Ugnot that was just a background character. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly we find out that they're not just pig people doing grunt work in the background, that they, excuse me, that they, you know, they have hearts, they have souls, they have minds, you know, like yeah. he, he was so, uh, you know, they were forced to do this job for, mm-hmm. you know, their lifetime and whatever. And he finally, you know, worked long enough that he could buy his own freedom type of thing. Like just the fact that they're able to take these little characters and then turn them into something. Your character, she's not even like a little character, but we just didn't get enough of her, you know, like she's so interesting that we do want to get so much more of her. So that would be a great, great uh, character to do. It's similar Rob to like the story arc in with Dr. Pershing from the Mandalorian. Like I actually enjoyed that, that little kind of, I guess, yeah, it's like a, yeah. yeah, it was like a little side story. Um, it was a kind of a nice break from the regular story arc, and it was kind of interesting to see somebody like him that they they do a little story arc on. Yeah, um, I just I just found it really interesting. So I think yeah. you're right with the with these characters that really are are kind of in the shadows. You don't really know a lot about to to kind of learn their stories. So Tom, you want to do a whole movie on Doctor Pershing's? Is what you're saying? I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> What is so, your answer? <laughs> so since I now have creative control of Star Wars, I'm green lighting all of your movies. 
Thank um, you. Because I do want to see every single one of them. <laughs> um, but I think we do have to be careful with the Yoda one because I think you're exactly right with that last thing you said where I don't want to break the mystique of Yoda. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 he's one character I really don't want to know. I, I like not knowing. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. If, if yeah. It sounds really weird, but I like not knowing. <laughs> yeah, now, I agree. Now, Grogu's a different story. Right. Grogu, I want to know where he came mm -hmm. from. Yeah. Um, I, th I guess it's because I grew up with Yoda and Grogu's like the new blood. Mm -hmm. I, I Yoda, I, I just, I like that mystique. I like not knowing he's this mysterious 900-year-old, probably the strongest force user in the galaxy. Mm -hmm. I like I like knowing that I don't know anything about him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Um so actually I have a couple ideas um that I, I'd run by. You guys tell me if you would green light my movie. Nope. Um I don't like to stray from what I know, and I know episodes one through nine. That's like my my lane. Um so I know I know some of the movies they're talking about, they're going back to the the old republic and all that other stuff. And mm -hmm. I, I kind of want to stay within episodes one through nine. I would I would like to see um Palpatine just before episode one of uh, how he became a Sith. To me, oh. that would be really interesting. The read only Darth problem Plagueis. with that kind of movie was that <laughs> read read Darth Plagueis. Yeah, Darth Plagueis Darth tells you all that. Yeah, and, and but see, I'm, a, I'm I'm a very visual person, and like I okay. I want to see the cinematic version of it. And you know, the problem is who do you get to play that? Um, you know, you, you can't use the same guy. You, mm. you can't, you can't use him. He's, he perfectly aged with the, with the movies. No yeah. kidding. Now who do you get to cast him to play yeah. a young Palpatine? Yeah. Um, so that well, would, that to me would be it. an issue. It might break a little bit of immersion for me if they, if they, obviously they'd have to recast. Um, the other idea that I would love to see, and I've wanted to see this, um, even before the sequel trilogy was even a thought, when they came out with the game Jedi Academy, I wanted to see where Luke's new Jedi Academy went. Mm. Um, I want to see who the these new Jedi are. You could make a whole storyline on this new crew that he uh -huh. brought in. Um, and now that we have Disney Plus, I mean, that would make a really cool Disney Plus show. You bring in all these young teenagers. They all have their, their issues with each other and they just have issues. You know, you know, teenagers, they have issues, period. Mm -hmm. Now imagine Luke, who's now got to play dad role and mm -hmm. he's got to he's got to train this new crop of Jedi. To me, that would be a really fun series. And it doesn't have to be serious. I mean, it can have its serious moments, but can also be fun. Um I guess my last idea, my third idea, is very similar to your favorite character, Christine, which is Maul. I want to know <laughs> about Maul's second crime syndicate, the Crimson Dawn, oh, after yeah. Solo. Yep. To me, that is an untapped, you know, I don't know whether Disney Plus series, movie, but I want more Maul. And I know mm -hmm. you guys, somebody, I think Gabriel, you said, I, I can never have yeah. enough Maul. Like right. you, he is one of the greatest Star Wars characters and, and the, the um, Clone Wars and Rebels made him into that yep. character. Cause like Rob said, he was in the movie for three seconds mm -hmm. um, besides the fight. So I want to see what happens to that crime syndicate, the Crimson Dawn, because he was scary in Solo and you could tell everyone is afraid of him and he was the real boss 
Um, it wasn't uh, what was the other character's name that Kira uh, was uh, working yeah, for? Uh, was it? It was like a Vaughn or something with a Voss? V. Is it Voss? Voss. Something, yeah, something uh, Voss. Something Voss. Raylan Voss. Dryden, Dryden, Dryden Voss. Voss. Dryden Voss. Dryden, Dryden Voss. Voss. Um, you know, I, he wasn't the real bad guy. It was really who he was working for. It was really Maul. So I want to see where that went. And, and I'm not a solo hater. I, I love that movie. And then when I saw Maul on screen, I, I mean, I had, I had chills. I had, I had, uh, you know, goosebumps on my arm when I saw Maul in, in that movie, how they worked mm-hmm. him in there. And it was a perfect way to work him in there. And um, he also so- took over um, Death Watch too. So even yeah. you have, you could have a whole trilogy of movies there going from, mm-hmm. Crimson Dawn into Death Watch and everything. So, yeah, we could. You, I, I'm on board with you there. I got a, I got a three movie arc for you, all about Maul. I'm in. Take now, it away, Tom, Tom. Do you think though, maybe why that didn't come to fruit? Like, were we going that direction? If Solo would have been a, you know, a success at the at the box office, I, is that kind of where the story know. was going? Because at the end of Solo, they talked about the job, yeah. the job that they had. And uh-huh. I feel like that the job was leading into where Han is in A New Hope oh. and how he got in trouble with Jabba. I think gotcha. the job was working for Jabba. So um. I, I don't know if if Maul would have crossed paths with mm. Solo. I think he was going to work for Jabba. So I don't really know. I don't know the direction they were going in. And that, and that it's an interesting question that you bring up. Where would they have taken Solo to had Solo been a success? Yeah. Yeah. But it could also give you that other spinoff. Solo could have went right. And if we could have stayed with Crimson Dawn, we could have gone left and then seen Maul leading Crimson Dawn at that point. Yeah. So right. yeah. we could go in that direction uh, with a different movie and not then not seeing Solo at all at all. It wouldn't be like Solo 2. It would just be Crimson Dawn, a Star Wars movie, you know, right. something like that. So well, as I said before, I think Disney needs to start paying us because I think our ideas are better <laughs> than a lot of their ideas. So... <laughs> uh-huh. I agree. Well, that is all four of our questions and everybody, even me, I'm, I'm so proud of myself, had great answers this week. Uh, all these answers were amazing. Like Tom said, Floney is actually our number one subscriber. He has already liked in the comments and all that stuff down below and he's putting down check marks and, you know, we're not going to get any credit for any of this. No, um, no royalty checks. No royalty checks whatsoever. Uh, he, he's, he thought of it first. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but this is awesome. So this uh, to our two wonderful guests, Gabriel and Kristen, uh, this is your time. I'm going to give Gabriel, I don't know if he, either of you ever watch Hot Ones, but at the end of Hot Ones, he goes, look into that camera, that camera, that camera. Go ahead and plug away everything, anything you want to say about yourself. Give us one more plug and uh, and thank you both for, for being here. So Gabriel, you go first. Plug away your, your art, which is amazing. One more time, I have to say. I'm bowing down to you. It's, it's okay. unbelievable. Uh, Thank you. Go ahead. I, I appreciate that. Um, thanks. I, I, this was a blast. Um, you can see all of my work um, past and, 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 and what I'm working on now at just gabrieldishaw.com. Simple as that. Or you could just Google me. Um, if you want to kind of stay up to date with what I'm working on, what I'm doing in the studio, uh, what I'm thinking about, um, Instagram's a great way to to to. to to view that or get some insight into that. And that's just Gabriel 
junk art. That's my handle. And then uh, Gabriel Deshaw on TikTok. So I'll kick it awesome. over to you, Christine. Yep, Christine, your turn. That camera, that camera, that camera. Go ahead, plug away. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, you can find the latest episodes of Mind the Force podcast at mindtheforce.com, where you'll find the links to all our streaming platforms and socials. Uh, you'll find us on Facebook and Instagram at, at mindtheforce. That's our handle. And we just dropped episode five. Uh, we'll be wrapping up the Anakin Skywalker trilogy arc. So tune in. Nice. That's awesome. Both of you, once again, thank you so much. Um, this was a lot of fun. I, I'm really enjoying this format because it is fun meeting all of, all of my new friends. I have two new friends now I'm very excited about. Um, and I know if I'm ever in Indianapolis or, uh, Christine, I forget, are you in Are you in New York? I am in New York, yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, so I can come visit you in New York or I can go all the way out to Indianapolis and I have a place to crash now. I'm really excited about that. Uh, <laughs> you can snuggle up with my dog, Yoda. There we go. I love it. That's a great nice. name for a dog. That is awesome. So uh, for all of us here, um, I'm going to go back to the... Uh, Tom, Tom was supposed to come up with a good good closing for us and he's letting me down here. He doesn't know this yeah, yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to think of one. Yeah, so for now, may the force be with you. Love it. <laughs> <laughs>